HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Today we'd like to send a special thank you to the following restaurants for supporting No Goat Left Behind, Fet Sow and St. Anselm. Show your support at these restaurants by ordering one of the menu items featuring goat. Goat is the most eaten protein in the entire world, yet in the U.S. we import most of our goat. Our dairy farms are forced to kill some male goats at birth because there's no market for them. Help make a change. Support No Goat Left Behind. Boys, I'm mellow as a honeydew. Yeah. That cat is high. Look that look in his eye. Oh man, he's high. Yes, higher than a kite. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte. Today in the studio, I am so fucking happy to have <laughs> Abigail Gullo here with me, the lovely Abigail Gullo. Oh, Damon, thank Welcome you so to much. The Speakeasy. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so. It's been a long time coming. Yes. Um, God, I, the first time I met you, I was just, I was kind of like shocked at how nice of a person I had just met. Um, <laughs> such a, such a sweetheart, such a lovely, lovely lady. Um, and, and the true, uh, New York city style of, uh, like your hardcore work ethics. You were like one of the, the most hardcore people I've met. When I first <laughs> met you, you were working, I met you with Dave Catania. Mm-hmm. Yes. You were still working with uh, Chairman's Reserve. Mm-hmm. He moved to Boston. He did. What he did. Asshole. He got me into this industry, actually. Between him and Linnell, they kind of both encouraged me to um, leave my my other life as a uh, school teacher behind and 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 full time enter the world of uh, this amazing industry that we're in. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So that must that must have uh, been helpful, beneficial, uh, being a teacher and then moving into this. Uh, Hardcore, like multitasking lifestyle you've you've come into. Absolutely, dealing with a bunch of students and like, keeping <laughs> yeah. keeping everything. I'm in just line. working with children of a different age now. <laughs> <laughs> or a lot of people ask me why I left teaching, and I say, "Well, the kids drove me to drink." What can I say? <laughs> well, that that makes sense. <laughs> so, not only are you working with Chairman's Reserve Rum, mm-hmm. um, which is one of my favorite rums, um, and I feel like. I have to be at least 
in the top three of like the <laughs> biggest uh, biggest users and supporters of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're working with Bitter Truth, which mm-hmm. also a great product. They just launched uh, a line. Well, not just, but semi recently mm-hmm. launched a, a line of liqueurs, mm-hmm. the EXR, which is a, a crowded liqueur. Mm-hmm. You know, a uh, pink gin they have. Elderflower liqueur is coming out. Yeah, they're very busy over there Crazy on the other side of the pond. Apricot, violet. Yeah. Like, Cool, cool stuff. So you're doing that. You're bartending with a good friend of the show, uh, uh, Sinjin Frizzell, at, yeah. down at Fort Defiance. Boss which is man. He's boss. the best. <laughs> Great guy. And you just recently started at the Beagle, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? How do you do all this? <laughs> do you have a personal assistant? <laughs> I, you know, I spend my off hours usually laying in bed watching TV. So I think that gives me the energy yeah. to continue. <laughs> no, I wish I, wish I was a little bit more... Um, active and, and healthy right now but I am yeah doing a lot of things I just I really enjoy everything I do I enjoy everyone I work for and it's an absolute pleasure to go in and my customers are amazing too you know and the the people I deal with on, on either side of the bar is just fantastic so it's a it's a I love going to work every day excellent I kind of feel like the best way to approach this show is to just break it down into segments I mean you want to talk about uh Chairman's Reserve a little bit? Oh, yeah, sure. These guys, um, again, I met them through Dave Catania. Uh, Two guys had a business plan in school, and uh, one of them was from Barbados and just thought that there was a lot of Caribbean rums that weren't getting enough attention and went down to St. Lucia, which I have not been to yet. I'm oh, still you got to make that go. change. <laughs> yeah. What's up, David Jones? <laughs> Where you at? Send us both there. <laughs> yeah, really. And then uh, and in, and brought this uh, beautiful rum. And I think it just came at a, a perfect time because um, uh, rums are being discovered and uh, rums are being used in a lot of cocktails. I particularly enjoy using a lot of silver rum uh, in cocktails. Um, so I've been really enjoying working with their new products. The silver rum came out like two years ago and then they have the spiced as well. And the, in the aged rum too. Yeah. And the aged rum. That's, that was the, the, the first thing they came out with was the peanut rum cream castries. Oh yeah. The castries. Yeah. yeah that's fun to play <laughs> Which with. my mom still absolutely loves to put in milkshakes. Oh yeah. <laughs> she, I don't think she realizes it's alcoholic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I actually met, uh, uh, the Boys from the Bitter Truth at my first Tales of the Cocktail, which Dave Catania again brought me to in uh, 2009. And I was in the pool and mixing up. I used, uh, At the Monteleone? Yeah, at the Monteleone <laughs> pool. And I was making my own cocktails with Luna Sueño tequila and the lemonade machine that they had at the pool. Right. And someone said, here, put some drops of this in. Just gave me this random bottle, as they do at Tales. And I put it in, and I immediately recognized the taste. I said this is celery bitters. I love this stuff. And he's like, well, the guy who makes it is right over there. So I swam across the pool with like the drink in my hand. And I was like, you, I love your bitters. And then, you know, it turns out we had a mutual friend in Linnell as well because yeah. she was the first one to bring the bitters in. And and I met Alex at uh, the next uh, Manhattan Cocktail Classic when they were in town. And, uh, and they asked me to come on and be their rep here in the U.S. And I was ex- extremely pleased because it's, they're really, really nice guys. They're both so great. And they have like, the same kind of passion yeah. that we all do in in you know the reason why uh i was i think i was never really a bartender was uh until the products came along to to so, make it able for me to create the drinks that yeah. i've been reading about you know doing history studies and about. we're so lucky right now you yeah. know as bartenders we're so lucky to have amazing products across the board mm-hmm. i mean better rums better tequilas 
you know, better whiskeys, like mm-hmm. more aged spirits and, and even like better, like uh, clear spirits too. And then mm-hmm. oh, just a whole world of bitters, which oh, is, yeah. you know, it's like the bartender spice cabinet. So we've got all <laughs> these great things to work with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And yeah, I met, uh, the guys from bitter truth, uh, through Linnell as well. They mm-hmm. came to town one time and we had a little tasting with their, their bitters and stuff. And, you know, celery bitters, that, uh, no one had even heard of that for like, <laughs> you know, a hundred years. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's so much fun to play around with. Um, and it's, it's cool to see the way that it's changed from the immediate reaction of like, oh, what are we going to do with celery bitters? Well, Bloody Mary or mm-hmm, like a tequila mm-hmm. drink. But now it's it's in like sherry cocktails, mm-hmm. you know, and it, that's just one of their products. And you've got like the Cherry Thomas bitters, which is huge. They did the repeal bitters three mm-hmm. years ago for the 75th anniversary of repeal, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, you know, I bought a few bottles of because... I, I'm a collector. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you are. Yeah, and uh, it's just it's so much fun to play with. I actually have a a, a cocktail on my menu, um, two actually on uh, my new my new menu. One with the Bitter Truth EXR, which we'll talk about in a second because we're enjoying that right now. Mm, yes. um, and then another one with the Jerry Thomas bitters. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the uh, the EXR. It's such a fun product, and the whole like uh, the whole category of like Crowder liqueur. It kind of it spans. You know, it's like it's it's not all just like the uh, the typical like uh, Jägermeister you know uh, kill a pitch thing oh no no we've got like more in depth like this one has so much like rosemary to me it's yeah like, crazy on the rosemary. I get yeah I get a little bit of mint I get that rhubarb in it I like to compare it to like the the absolute best parts of Jägermeister and Fernet kind of mashed right. into one you know it's got really nice depth of flavor and i treat it like a sweet vermouth sometimes you know or i Absolutely. treat it like a bitter sometimes or it's a shot sometimes you know it's it's totally. it's got a lot of versatility yeah and it's you know it's yummy <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the most important yeah part. um yeah i'm doing a, a drink on my menu right now it's actually called the cocktail without a name because mm-hmm. i was just like i can't i can't put a name on this <laughs> it's, it's like Anyway, it's uh, it's gin and uh, bitter truth EXR cookie americano and uh, bitterman's spice cranberry cream citrate. Oh yeah, with lemon zest, and it's like it's like so fall yeah. you know, forward. Yeah, um, this is my favorite time of year for cocktails. Oh, me Because I'm such me a I'm, I mean I'm the first cocktail I learned to make when I was twelve was a Manhattan from my grandpa, and I think whenever I like create a cocktail on the spot for a customer, it's always some sort of Manhattan variation. Yeah. And they're like, well, what is it? I'm like, yeah, it's a Manhattan variation. And I've but, run out of like boroughs and neighborhoods and <laughs> I for, know, for right? names. So I'm At just this like, point, Manhattan you know, variation number 33? I don't know. Totally. <laughs> At this point, it's like, we're going to start like naming them after like towns in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this no. Is the Hoboken. <laughs> the Hoboken. <laughs> oh, dear. No. You can't start out a name with Hobo. <laughs> Sorry, Jersey. <laughs> um, the Weehawken. The Weehawken. I've always like, liked that name. The West Weehawken. Orange. The West Orange. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that one's going to make it on the menu anytime soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like you've had this amazing, like ever since you uh, got into this industry, you've had this amazing career, at least for, for me as an, uh, like someone, you know, observing it, mm-hmm. you know, like every, I, I see you everywhere. <laughs> I'm very lucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's- and I like, I'm very social. I think it's like, it's back from the days when I, um, when I was in theater, and I, uh, the best part of uh, being in a production was the after parties, 
And yeah. <laughs> uh, so I do enjoy that social aspect of going out. And, and that's really when I, I started a, a cocktail blog in 2005, 2006 called Rye Girl because I was, I was yeah. so into rye whiskey and there was just uh, starting to be a new batch of rye whiskeys coming out. And uh, I wanted to document that in my own experimentation at home, but also what I was seeing in the bars. I have, I have, I'm very blessed to have uh, what I call a cocktail daddy. I have a, I had a, uh, when I was back when I was a school teacher and making very little money and didn't know anyone in the industry, I had a, a good friend of mine from high school who was very into cocktails but didn't know where to go. And I said, well, I know the places. I'll, I'll take you. And he's like, great, you take me. I'll pay for the drinks. So this became nice. like a weekly tradition, me and my cocktail daddy going out. I actually um, saw Sinjin and Aaron behind the bar at Pegu back when they were both working oh, wow. there. And, wow. and, you know, he's got a little branch and... Um, uh, Daddio's used to be my old uh, my old watering hole back when it was the Universal Bar and Grill, and they specialized in Cosmos. So, <laughs> so I love uh, I love going back to the old neighborhood and seeing how it's changed and the great places that are there now. Nice. Yeah, I knew Employees Only. It was a uh, it was ca- Cafe Shasha when I lived down there. I used to go there for coffee. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I just think it's a. Uh... It's like I said before, I think it's just such a cool thing that you're like, you know, especially for me being like, a, a, like an outsider from uh, New York City, like mm-hmm. being a transplant from, you know, small town Oklahoma. It's like, it's, I didn't move here to like relax and no. chill out by the pool. Mm-mm. That's what the Hotel Monteleone is. Yes. For. <laughs> yes. Indeed. <laughs> but I just think it's, it's great to see like a lot of people in our industry uh you know and working in cocktail bars working on the spirit side just keeping themselves extremely busy mm-hmm. and but it's so much fun you know it's it is it's it's a lot of work but it is a lot of fun it is and we we work hard but we like you said you know, we definitely play hard we play hard too yeah no i i really uh i like i like being in this business and especially in this city because it's uh, you know, my grandparents were Hell's Kitchen kids. My great grandfather was a bartender at the uh, Wardolf Astoria. Oh wow! Uh, and then he got demoted to waiter. I think he was a bit of a drinker. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Um, so I like the, you know the idea when this whole I was the first grandchild to move back into the city, and um, I know my grandfather was really proud of me, and my grandmother is very proud of me for for uh, uh, moving back into the city and and. And being one of those uh, really go-getter New York City types just again, just blowing it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a fine tradition I'm withholding upholding in my family. So I love it. Yeah. Well, cool. Um. Well, let's take a quick break. Okay. And then when we get back, we're just gonna have more great times with my good friend Abigail Gollum. Mm, thank All you, right. Damon.
common too you're a rock star no you are you're a rock star and i'm a wannabe rock star but i like to sing too oh my god we should have planned uh, a song i know next time we'll have to do a little, a well, little number a little of course, duet. You're, of course you're gonna come back to the show <laughs> so we'll do a number yay uh, about a month ago i had a uh, dale and Jill DeGroff on the show and we actually played a few songs together <sighs> But he's amazing. They're so amazing. I love them so much. They they have also, like, epitomized to me, like, why I'm in this industry. When I look at people like that, I'm like, yeah, these people are amazing, and they're so much fun. I, I feel like this is one of the few industries where you actually get to choose who you work with. There yeah. are a lot of cocktail bars in New York City. There's only a few I feel like I could work at because... Because I have a certain personality type, I have a certain way of doing things, and there's enough room in this industry for someone like me, and that makes me so happy. Well, especially as like, as well as you've gotten into it, you know, it's like you can pretty much just work wherever you want. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyone's gonna hire you. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think, I think that is a, uh, especially you know, doing this show and getting to to meet. A lot of the uh, the bartenders and the personalities in the industry. It's like I am just so happy to be doing it, mm-hmm. and you know I, I love just all all the characters, you know. Mm-hmm. And like speaking of like Jill and De- Jill DeGraff is like one of my favorite people. Yeah, in the world. like indeed. she just came out with her second book, and she's just such a just a lovely person, mm-hmm. she's such a sweetheart. And uh, you know, I I like I said before, we've had you know. Uh, uh, the owner of uh, the Fort Defiance, Sinjin, Sinjin, yeah. you know, he's been on the show. Lovely guy. Uh, I met him when I was working at Linnell's because mm-hmm. he was working across the street at, at, good fork. at the Good Fort. Yeah. And uh, it's so cool that he's like kept it like legit Red Hook. You know, I love. Oh, he is. It's like, it's one of my favorite things about him. He's like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> I know. I'm here. Red Hook is like its own country. Yeah, it is. They should occupy Wall Street. There should be an Occupy Red Hook. I think we, <laughs> we do. We live in an Occupy Red Hook situation. I don't I don't actually. I'm a Manhattan girl and, and I commute to Red Hook. But I think by now I'm an honorary Red Hooker. I really enjoy that neighborhood. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's such a... Such a nice escape from the rest of the city too, because it's such a small like it's a small town. Yeah, it there. is. It's a small town by the sea that just happens to be in the middle of New York City. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You got Sam Ross living down there too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. putting around on his Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. makes me so nervous when he comes in. The first time he came in, I um I was like Jim Morrison mixing a drink. I had to turn my back and mix a drink in front of him <laughs> because I was like, oh god, oh no, <laughs> Sam Ross. 
He just ordered a Negroni. I don't know why I was freaking out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You know what? Okay. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, not about Negronis, mm-hmm. although I did go on that Negroni bar crawl the other night. And oh, how was that? It was it was pretty awesome. <laughs> Except I, I just had so many Negronis. <laughs> Too many. Uh, but uh, competitions. Mm-hmm. I've seen you at a... Like, You've been at so many goddamn competitions. Like, you're on Shaker Faces. Mm-hmm. You're just like, again, you're all over the place. I've been very lucky. I don't, I can't even explain it. Um, my very first um, thing I did was uh, online. I entered a contest with like Square One Organic Vodka and Chow.com, and I won the amateur portion. And this is like when I was still, like, I was a school teacher. And they, um, they, I did like, um, uh, a muddled fig, vodka, agave, you know, it had to be all organic. Lemon. Yeah. It was very simple. It was very beautiful, clean drink. And uh, I was very proud of it. And uh, I won, and they flew me to San Francisco. Um, awesome. I, I met H. That's the first time I met H. He took me shopping in the um, farmer's market, and we had like a secret ingredient. And then I had to go head to head, seven minutes to make two cocktails. And my competition was um, a man named Ronaldo, who's not only a professional bartender, but like a professional competitive bartender. So naturally, he kind of wiped the floor with me because <laughs> I was like, what? Bar tools? I don't use jiggers. Like, I just, I always done everything by taste and yeah. by just playing with it at home so um but i i made a nice um i had a nice rapport with the um you know i think i relied on my acting skills and my teaching skills and i had a great rapport with the crowd and i realized that um and i think that's helped me in a lot of competitions is that you know while i i think i do make pretty some pretty good drinks I'm relaxed and comfortable. I go on auditions all the time, so it's like no big deal. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't have a fear of failure. I'm just like I'm out there having fun. Yeah. So um, that I think that's tended to make a difference. Yeah, and, and, and I'm I, very happy. I'm so pleased every time I get chosen for something. It's just the and especially like that competition sent me to San Francisco. Uh, the USBG competition sent me to New Orleans for the last two years. Um, right now, I'm going to Vegas for the Akintoshin switch. Awesome. And if I win that one, I get to go to London to work at 69 Colebrook Row. Oh. With Tony? I can't even tell you how excited I am by the prospect of that because I have, uh, you know, I lived in Dublin for two years and around the turn of the last century. And uh, I used to have my mom ship me whiskey-soaked cherries because there was no cocktail scene at all. And I had cocktail salons in my apartment making Manhattans for people who'd never had a mixed cocktail before. Just, I'm so inspired by what's going on across the pond, always. Like, I used to fly to Glasgow on Ryanair for, like, a penny just so I could get a good cocktail and some nice Cuban rum. Nice. Some Havana Club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rocking. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and, you know, that's... It, it's, it makes perfect sense that you're, like so successful in this industry now I mean, like and it's it's happened very quickly for you know it too. has and i'm you know i'm i'm not um i'm not one of the young spring chickens coming in so yeah. i'm very happy that it's happening quickly i want to i want to talk about the uh going back to the uh the, the stage fright have you will oh yes yes <laughs> it it you know as, as as a bartender especially like a cocktail the classic cocktail kind of bartender it is. It's like being on stage and like you knowing are. knowing a recipe is only like about three percent of the whole job. Absolutely. And, and I, I love that that we still get nervous in front of our peers. We do. Sam, Sam <laughs> Ross rolls up to your bar and asks for a Negroni. And you're like, ah. <laughs> oh God! Does what it have rye in it? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's great. It, 
and it's one of the reasons that I, that I've always enjoyed being around you. Is you're very humble, but you're such a such a smart, and talented, and just lovely person to sit oh, and uh, have a drink with. Damon, you're so sweet. You know, I feel the same way about you. Don't. You're so much fun. So much fun. It's a pleasure going to your bar. We always. need to just have another show to where we just compliment each other <laughs> for 30 minutes. <laughs> no, you're fabulous. No, you are. No, you're fabulous. Um, well, speaking of other shows, this table right here, mm-hmm. I, we've, I've talked to a lot of bartenders about this. <laughs> we haven't talked about it in a while. Jack's laughing at me. Um, this is table 42. Ah. So one of these days, we're finally going to get our show started called Table 42. Where we bring everyone in mm-hmm. and we comment on people's dates. Oh my god, I would love that. You would be so good at it. Oh my gosh, I know. I love. I do. We play that game at the bar all the time, looking at people and imagining what their conversations and what date they're on. And <laughs> I, I have to bite my tongue so hard sometimes because I want to interject and help the date along, or else <laughs> I want to kill it if I know it's going bad. I'm uh, like, yeah. Oh, There's like, nothing worse. Cut your losses, man. Run. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing worse than seeing a couple crying at the table oh, across from the bar. Oh, that breaks like, my heart. <laughs> I'm just going to clean the bar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mind my own business. I know uh, we're supposed to be good listeners, but I tend to be, a, uh, I'm a bartender who talks a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming coming from the other side, you know. It's yeah, like, that's right. I did come yeah. from the other, I, I started out as a, as a customer before I was a bartender, so yeah, I do. Uh, I do. Sometimes I'll like interject in the conversations like I'm a friend and sometimes they love it. And sometimes I get like the death stare and I'm like, oops, sorry. Sorry, I didn't realize <laughs> <laughs> I'm to be seen and not heard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk. We, we only have like a, a little bit more time left, mm-hmm. but um, you just started at the Beagle. I recently. did. How's that going? Oh, my God. It's so much fun. I am so excited. Now, now, Sinjin is kind of like um, uh, House of Fagu. You know, he was trained by Audrey, and, and that's where he came up in. So that's his style. And um, uh, Dan is like House of Sasha. So I'm learning a whole new style of bartending, which was so exciting. The drinks are fantastic. A lot of them come from um, the Savoy cocktail book, which I'm a big fan of because Harry was trained by Ada Coleman, That's true. one of my idols, female bartender, first head bartender Way back for in the day. yeah, first head bartender for the uh, American Bar at the Savoy Hotel. Yeah. So uh, and I'm working with uh, Matthew is another. Uh, gentleman I met like you sitting on the other side of his bar and just loved his cocktails and loved his personality so when I saw he was opening up his own place I said I want in and I've had so much fun working there because not only is everything exquisite the barware is beautiful the bar is gorgeous the drinks are gorgeous the food is amazing and that is another reason why I got into this industry I come from a foodie background I dated a chef for a long time we were going to open up our own place together and I was going to do the cocktails in front of house because I, that's where I saw a hole in the market here in New York, that there, is, there wasn't enough places with good food and good cocktails. And Fort Defiance and The Beagle, I think, are two, and your place, Prime Meats, three of the best places in the city to get amazing food and amazing cocktails. Oh, and the chef, I have so much fun with that kitchen. We, um, they, don't, they have Monday nights off, Monday days off. So Sunday night... The night I work tends to be the night we all go out and have a really good time. And we've ended up at Wohop. We've gone out to the sun comes up. We've all gotten matching tattoos one morning. So (laughs) it's like, obviously, I'm really committed. My dad saw my tattoo the other day, and he's like, is that your bar? I'm like, yep, I'm really, really proud. (laughs) I'm really happy to work there. 
So yeah, this is kind. Of the, my Florida Lee is kind of like my Fort right. Defiance tattoo. And we, uh, we, uh, we do yeah. have matching Florida Lees. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have a beagle tattoo as well. So nice. and my our chef uh, Garrett has a tradition of getting a tattoo for every restaurant that he works at. So I believe that's going to be a new tradition for me as well. This sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I cannot tell you how much fun I've had on the show today. Mm, it's it's been, been great. I, I'm just I'm just glad that we just get chance to hang out yeah i'm honored to be busy, here after uh, your big win last night congratulations oh thanks i'm so proud of you you are a star chef <laughs> you're really thanks. dedicated and fun and you're everything that this industry is about i had way too much scotch last night yes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and you know maxwell Britton, also past guest on the show for maison premiere helped me out so much i he's couldn't have great. done it without him he's great um and it was just nice to see everyone out that last yeah. night um but thank you for that you're welcome um Please come back to the show sometime. Oh, I will. I will. Then you say you're you're uh, at the Beagle on Sundays. I'm at the Beagle on Sundays. I'm at Fort Defiance um, Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And then other nights, I'm just gallivanting about town. Excellent. (laughs) Well, I will see you at the Beagle and at Fort Defiance. I will see you soon. We'll just also hang out all the other (laughs) bits of the day. Thank you, dear. All right. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My guest today has been Abigail Gallo. Thanks, Jack, for laughing at me about Table 42. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. Man, I wouldn't lie. Can't than a Now when you see him stumbling up and down the street, you know that cat's been drinking. Got no shoes upon his feet. Man, he's high. I said that cat is high. Yes, he's high. Man, he's higher than a guy. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.